We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show and a happy Wednesday to you as you're listening to this because, because happy Wednesday because the Yankees are actually mathematically above the fucking Red Sox in the standings. I did not think that was possible. I didn't think that was we were going to see that this year. Not even close. When the Yankees tried to tell you devastated tried to tell on you. July 25th, leaving Fenway Park. I tried to. Tell he didn't you. try and tell me shit. Tried to tell you. Look, this team is, I mean, ever since the All-Star break, I mean, really, the, the trade deadline, they're just different. I don't, it's, it's unbelievable how, how they can completely change and transform into this other team. And, you know, we were, we were asking at one point, like, does the talent actually show up? Because the talent, in theory, has been there. But do they actually show up? Showing up. Talent's showing up. They're there. They're showing up. They're pitching well. The guys that that you know don't have massive roles are playing well. Tyler Wade is back, as if he never whoa, left, whoa, whoa, as if whoa, he whoa. ever existed. What are you talking about? <laughs> back when was he ever here? He was when he was when he peaked as the uh, the last man on the bench. He is now no longer the last man on the bench. He is closer to the second to last man on the bench. But the guy is doing what he's supposed to do. It's like he's, they, they well, woke up and were like, you know what? 500 on base percentage in his last like 45 plate appearances. he's not trying to be Albert Pujols. I think Albert Pujols screwed him up when, when he was trying oh, to I redo his swing. Do you remember when he worked out yes. with Pujols? Yes, That, that was I like do. four years ago. Like what is, what bizarro world is Tyler Wade working out with, Ty, uh, with Albert Pujols? How does that even work? No, you need to work out with Ichiro and, and like everybody else who could just scrap their ass to get on base. It doesn't matter how you get on. Just make contact on the ground every time and run. And don't stop. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you say the talent is, is coming out and they're, they're finally playing. Certainly. Like they, they've got guys who have performed better. 
But also, I mean, the entire left side of the infield is not there right now. Gary Sanchez just got back today. Um, They had to add Gallo, who's had a lot of big hits over the past week. And so there's still a lot of different pieces who are now performing well. And they're, but, but it's a complete change in everything, complete change in mentality. Like I was thinking about it when Judge stole the base tonight. The Yankees are up two nothing. The Yankees, if they were up two to nothing in May, they don't even think about stealing a base. They don't think about stealing a base in May, period. I know they're station to station. They could only win one way. It was infuriating to watch because if they hit a two run home run, Okay, good. They're going to score runs. If they didn't hit a two-run home run, they're not going to score runs. And I know Judge didn't end up scoring. The funny thing is, the only way the Yankees scored in the second game was on solo home runs. But it's just, I for whatever reason, when Judge stole that base, I'm like, like this is just a completely different mentality. I I, I don't know what switch what switch was flipped, what caused it. The the nerd switch was turned off. The nerd switch that, was like, a turned off weeks ago. You said that a couple of weeks ago, and I, I, I kind of like poo-pooed Dude, it. Odor but. is going to left field. He's bunting. They're running on bases. But I didn't even opposite hate field last night. approach is not uh, nerd or not nerd. Yes, it is. It absolutely is because the nerds are putting that 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 fielder in, in right in short right. So they're going against the nerd mentality of of doing the, these are the numbers. That's why they're doing it. And the nerds say, just keep hitting into the numbers. Keep hitting there. Because it's going to work. Don't change your mentality. You do what you got to do and you keep going. You don't yeah. stop. That, and I, and over, over the, te- the, the tale of the test of time, it will work. But you know what? The, what? What got me last night and people were mad about this. I saw you tweet about it. I don't know what your feelings were about the actual play itself. But last night when DJ LeMay, got thrown out of third base. Yeah, I'm that looking was bad. at that. I'm like, that was bad. I'm like, but you know what? Okay. No, that's bad. No, no, no. You know what? Okay. Because they had a read. It was a bet. He he second guessed himself. You could tell it. They were talking about it. It was but clear as day. But his initial instinct and jump, he had the base. If he didn't slow down at the very top of it again, then he would have had it. I like the aggressiveness. That's my point. My Bad point execution. is my point is that they, yeah, because they haven't done it. You know, it takes reps to execute something well. And DJ LeMay, he was out there with I don't know what they've what they've established as a green light or just use your instincts and if you see it, do it and. Instincts were there. He had it. He just hesitated. But I like the aggressiveness. I like the aggressiveness. You're trying to get two runners in scoring position with less than two outs. With with no outs, actually, because that was the first out, right? It was the so, first out at third base. That's I, don't, why... I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Because guess what? It's not going to work sometimes. And, and when it doesn't work, when you're an aggressive team, when it doesn't work, it looks ugly. But the mentality of being an aggressive team, you have to be willing to take those chances. Especially in off cases when you're like DJ LeMayu on second base with a right with a left-handed batter up and going no to third with no outs, no one's running on that. But like exactly, that's exactly what everybody's thinking. So I, I I don't hate it. I don't hate the mentality. Um, I guess maybe it does sound a little hypocritical for me to say on one hand, oh, I like Aaron Judge running tonight when the Yankees are up by two runs. Uh, it really was an ins- inconsequential stolen base, and then. But I don't like the LeMahieu one. It's just they wasted so many opportunities in the Anaheim game to to score runs with guys on base. They 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 left bases loaded, nobody out in that game. But that's kind of part of why they're doing that, right? They're trying to get a runner on third with no outs. Worst case scenario, uh, yeah. he gets thrown out of third. You still have a runner in scoring position on second base because uh, who, who was a judge behind him is but running. Gallo, Gallo was Gallo was up. It's it's 
Okay, it's it's not the smartest of baseball plays. I understand. I, I don't if want you're them trying to, to play be aggressive. smart and, and conservative. Well, you I still want them to no. Be that's aggressive. A, smart and conservative are not. Look at you drinking the red wine out of the. That, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's a red wine night. That, it's a red wine night. That threw me for a loop. Just a little behind <laughs> the curtain here. It is uh, ten of ten p.m. Scott and I figured let's just jump on the podcast, talk about the the sweep of the doubleheader, and he had been hiding the red wine glass. I've not been the hiding it. It's been sitting on the desk. I haven't seen it. It's been off camera. And all of a sudden, he turns and just like daintily picks up a (laughs) wine glass and takes a sip. That threw me for a loop. It's hard to drink wine when you're talking too damn much. So I was trying to give you a moment and and just sit back and relax. (laughs) I don't think... I think conservative play is not the same thing as smart play. I think smart play is you can you can still steal bases and be aggressive, but you just have to do it in the right situation. And I don't think that was the best of situations to try and, and steal. A there. smart play is taking advantage of what you have and and instinctually Lamehu had it. He, he had he it. knew he so had it and he had it. He can't hesitate there. You have to go. You're right. He cannot hesitate there. And next time he will not hesitate. But that was I'm holding a Q tip like I'm shaking like a gavel. I have very strange what the things happening. What right do you now. have in your office? A glass of red wine and a Q-tip. What are you doing over there? The um, but the the thing is, is that I like it. I like it. And everybody was big mad on Twitter that that he got thrown out, and I didn't give. I'm sitting there like people were big mad because they wasted there like no problem. They had the bases loaded in the sixth inning, and Stanton strikes out, looked terrible, and then Voigt ground into a double play, and they have the two runners on in the eighth inning. And meanwhile, this is a two to one ball game that you're trying to add some insurance runs to. And, and they ran themselves out of that inning. So that's why people were big mad. That's fine. All they're trying to do is get uh, to a point where they can either scrap or run across with a, a ground ball or a fly ball. Because, And then, again, worst case scenario for me, still had a runner behind him to, to get a guy in scoring position. So I, I didn't mind it right there. It, I mean, you're looking at DJ LeMahieu doing it. Um, that's another story. But it, again, his instincts had it. His instincts had it. So. And what again, you, wait, what does this mean, though? What does this mean? Does this mean that Aaron Boone is like, you know what, guys? We're playing some, we're playing Sandlot baseball. I want you guys to feel the game and do what you think. Use your instincts because ever since, ever since we're calling for this guy's freaking head, and and I still think justifi- just justifiably so. You you get the additions that Cashman adds at the deadline. They 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 are like rocket fuel behind this team. It changes the complexion of the team. COVID hits knocks them down and they're a bunch of scrappy guys again. It's like they couldn't use the analytics because the analytics are like, the nerds are like, um, guys, I'm sorry, but we don't have enough information to give you on the current existing roster. So you're kind of on your own. And Boone's like, let's go. You guys do what you got to do. We're going to steal bases. We're going to hit and run. We're going to bunt. We're going to hit the opposite way uh, uh, away from the shift. We're just going to do all the things that everybody tells us not to do. But what our baseball instincts do tell us I'm gonna do. put. I'm gonna put the guy that you tell me can only DH out in the outfield a couple of days a week because he is still three a baseball ni- player. Was it three nights in a row, three games in a row. Wasn't he uh, out there? I think it's the third game in a row. He, well, he was out there in the first. He was out there uh, three days. Uh, tonight he was out there. Yeah. But he he did. He didn't start the first game of the day. Didn't he have? Didn't he come in pinch hitting in the first game? I caught up late on the first game. Well, you ready? Wondering. You ready for a little conspiracy theory on Aaron Boone? So, so you say maybe he is just uh, telling the nerds to shove it, and he's he's doing what he wants to do. What if he's got the mentality of, I have nothing to lose. 
if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to lose my job. If I don't do what they say to do and we lose, well, I'm losing my job anyway. But if I try and do something different and we win, maybe I can save my job. There was something posted in our Facebook group by Matt Sperling. He asked and he, he mentioned something interesting. I'm going to read it. He said, who else was listening to John and Susan's pregame show on Monday? When Susan was talking to Boone during the manager's report, maybe I was just reading into things, but some of the answers he gave really sounded like he was a, he was a guy that has already been told his contract is, will not be renewed. He said how the clubhouse has developed something special over the last four years. He said something to the effect of finishing up strong over these last two months. Like I said, maybe I'm reading something into it. Did anyone else catch that? What if Aaron Boone has been told, we're not, not renewing your contract? contract. And There's he's no just saying, F it. He is, he is managing like a guy who has nothing to worry about next year. He's no longer going to be Brian Cashman's puppet. He's no longer going to just answer to the analytics department. He's going to manage a baseball game like a baseball manager. Conspiracy theory or no conspiracy theory on that. I don't care why he's doing it or why this team is playing the way it is, but they better take a look in the goddamn mirror and understand that this is the best way for them to ever play. I mean, honestly, every baseball team should look in the mirror and say the same thing because the analytics are, while useful in certain situations, should not run a team, nor should it, nor should it control how they operate on the field on a day-to-day basis. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I hate it. And I'm glad they're not doing it. I'm glad they're playing with their eyeballs and not their computers. And they're out there grinding, taking bags, doing what they're supposed to do. Because baseball, at the end of the day, is such such a feel game, and 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 just going up there and and just see the ball hit the ball, like take out the bullshit and and cut it cut it down to a simple simple task one at a time. And that's what it is. And that's what they're doing. And I so, love it. So you didn't mind DJ LeMahieu running with nobody no. out. Did you didn't. mind Aaron Boone bringing in Zach Britton, a guy who 48 hours prior said, I'm not ready to pitch in key situations right now. I'm not, I'm not mentally there right now. Brought him in to relieve Garrett Cole, who was at 90, 90 pitches. That was the sixth. In the sixth that inning. was the seventh inning, or did he come sixth, in in the sixth? sixth. He came in in the sixth to finish. Came in in right? the sixth yeah. to face the lefty Walsh with the go-ahead run at the plate, and he struck him out. Cole was at 90 pitches, mm-hmm. and you bring in Zach Britton, lefty on lefty. I mean, in theory, it's a good matchup. Britton mm-hmm. also, in theory, is a ground ball pitcher. He's not going to give up a two-run home run, but this is also mm-hmm. a guy who has been absolutely lost on the mound for the past two or three weeks and told people. I am not good to pitch in key situations right now. Brought him in in the key situation. Did he say key situation or did he say, did he say save? He said save situation. Said save situation. What's situation. the difference? So, well, apparently there's a difference. So yeah, I mean, you look at the you look at the the lefty lefty move. Like okay, maybe this is an opportunity. One out, one one guy. Get get this guy. One yeah, guy coming end of in the inning. Yeah, coming in different. Not no starting batter, a new inning. No three batter rule or anything like that. Because if you right. get him out, I mean, it could have gone it. horribly if he could have walked him. If he yes. walked him or something, then it's like you, you're stuck. But could have gone horribly. Could have absolutely been horrible. If it didn't work, I would be killing Boone right now. But it did work. So I'm going to be very honest with you. When it works, it looks better clearly. Um, but he was trying to put him in a position that was different. Because it was different. I will say that. It was a different type of position than, than uh, Britain's been in. Again, not having a clean inning, 
coming in, you know, pitching from the stretch, uh, being a, a guy that that is has a different type of pressure because you're coming in for literally this one batter. Um, I, I when I saw him coming in in that moment, I didn't hate it in the even before anything happened. Again, for whatever reason, because you have to get that guy back into uh, the game. You can't just not throw him. And I know yet the other day I, we were talking about bringing him in in non leverage situations. Well. The way that the Yankees play in 2021, <laughs> those 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 just don't exist. Apparently, there, and he did every, have other game, every game though. is a high leverage game. He did have other options. Joely Rodriguez pitched later in that game. He could have brought in pitched Rodriguez. well too. He could have brought in Rodriguez to face the lefty. So it's not like Britain was his only lefty option, right? And you know, uh, this isn't a nerd thing. This is just a matchup thing. The uh, people have been keeping you know box scores for years. So there's a a history of of uh, a guy versus a guy. I don't know what the matchup history was for them. Um, could have been good. Could have been a good matchup in the in the in the in the style of 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 each of the guys. Whatever it was, it worked. Did we hear anything about what that conversation was in the dugout? Because it was very, very deliberate. Um, they Boone and Britain both had very deliberate things to say to each other, and I'm. Um, you know, I, I you listened to the peanut gallery and 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 you you know you could you could go either way on the, what they said. I didn't hear the post game, so I'm not sure exactly what they said. I, I'm not to, uh, speaking with any any context after the game, but my my uh, my thought was is like Boone just being very stern, like you are that guy, you are that fucking guy, like you can pitch in these moments, and just being very serious about it and like telling him matter of fact. And Britain saying something along the same lines, like, yes, I know, I could be that guy. I am that guy. I am that guy. Just a really, just a brainwash session right then and there. It was like, you know, like, but they were being very serious about it and and you couldn't tell. That was my, that was my guess. You sound like a pretty big Aaron Boone fan in this episode. <laughs> Look, I like what he's been doing lately. I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be. It's no secret when the team I'm wins. I'm not going to go against the, the team guy wins, everyone's happier terrible. with the manager. Like it's not, this is not new. It's the way they're winning. It's the way they are winning. Uh, yeah. It's not the same. It's not but, like they're doing the same shit. And all of a sudden the ball, the ball is just flying out of the park and they're winning games because of that. No, they're winning games because of the style of play that they're, that they're, that they're putting out on the field. They're being more aggressive. They are playing a different brand of baseball right now. And it's working because not only is the, the baseball working on the field, but my God, are these guys different emotionally getting behind it? Freaking, you get some insertion of life too with a guy named Luis Hill who comes in tonight, throws what he passed Jabba for 15, the 15th. You, uh, you want to hear some, some wacky, crazy, wacky things on Luis Hill? So his ERA still remains zero. He's the first pitcher in the modern era, which is since 1900, with 18 plus strikeouts and zero runs allowed in his first three career Major League Baseball games. Also, Scranton resumed a game that was that. that was in the middle of a rain delay on July 17th, and they resumed it today. So, according to the history books, Luis Heel is the starting pitcher in a game in two games that ended on July 17th. One in the majors, one in AAA. That's probably also never happened before. And that is going to confuse the shit out of somebody doing a podcast in 20 years from now, looking up Luis Heel stats, being like, wait, what happened? What is going yeah, on? Because they're looking at the AAA box scores too. The I look the, at, I mean, we, we do that all the time when we're looking up like stats on a guy like, oh, this guy's getting called up. Like, well, what, did, what happened? What did he do? 
Didn't that happen last year when someone got traded to another team uh, and they played oh, for the opposite team when a game resumed? I don't know about that, that but when Juan Soto was first called up back in, was that 2000? I was thinking Nationals in my head. So so the Juan Soto it. thing was, was that 2019 that Juan Soto was called up or 2018? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. We lost a year or so. Who knows? So, <laughs> so Juan Soto was called up um, when it was facing the Yankees. And the Yankees made up a game from earlier in the season against the Nationals, and Juan Soto pinch hit in the game that they made up, even though he wasn't in the majors. When right, that's what it was when the game was originally started. So I his major league, I think that was 2019. Well, so his, he was a, wasn't he a rookie when they won the World Series? My, yeah, I think so. So his so. major league debut, what they thought was his major league debut, what really was his major league debut, technically on like. Baseball reference is not his actual major league base. Because he's in the debut. box score for he's that in the box score there. box score for a game that had happened before he was technically called up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's got a. I wonder if that if that messes with uh, service time. Service time. Yeah. I yeah. That, <laughs> There's yeah. got to be some some loophole there by a couple of weeks, I guess. Another thing I want to mention from from the doubleheader today. So um, I thought so. The Yankees got back Garrett Cole on Monday. I thought he picked up like pretty much. Like yeah. he hadn't missed any time. His his stuff his stuff looked really good. And they I know they weren't gonna push him that high in a pitch count. So ninety pitches is probably they what were they saying had in ninety mind. he left at ninety. At ninety. Yeah. Even though Boone's like, there's no hard number that we're gonna uh, ninety exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Montgomery today, I thought his stuff actually was pretty good. He was getting a lot of swings and misses, specifically on his curveball. And there was a key at bat against Xander Bogarts with two runners on. And I believe what was that? Said no. What inning? I forget what inning was. Um, but it was two outs. Xander Bogarts up, and he had him 0-2, and he had just made him look foolish on a curveball. And David Cohn was saying Montgomery's curveball is really fooling Bogarts right now. Like they were talking about it. Don't throw him a fastball. Just keep it with the off-speed pitches because he's getting swing and misses. And he threw him an 0-2 fastball right at belt high, and he hit a two-run single. It's like I question that pitch selection. It's just not smart pitch selection. And I think it was it could have been a key moment in the game. Luckily the Yankees ended up winning the game. But for a second there it looked like the Red Sox were going to win that game because they took the lead. Yeah, it was um I saw the tail end of the game because I had uh meetings pretty much all day long, but it it looks like it looks like his stuff wasn't bad like for the, for the most part Montgomery. That's what um, I said. He was getting swings and misses. It was just a right. poor pitch selection. Like Bogarts was all over the fastball. It's just like don't throw him an O2 fastball down the middle of the plate. Like that's just a bad pitch. I mean, an O2 fastball over the plate is just a bad pitch forever. Yeah, but if you situation. elevate it like letter high or something like that to try and set up a curveball, but it's just like that didn't seem like what he was doing. It was looked like he was just trying to like get a fastball by him. And it's like he also might have just missed location. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Gary Sanchez came out in front of the plate to catch the ball when it looked like he could have had a tag play and ended up getting Bogarts who was straight off first base. And people were killing him for that. Um, I don't know. It would have been a bang-bang play. Either way, um, you know, just question, questionable sequence of events that happened there with Montgomery and Gary Sanchez. Well, they won the game and they won. They, and as John Sterling says, it's very difficult to sweep a doubleheader. And they did it against the Boston Red Sox. First time this and year. now they're ahead of the Boston Red Sox. By one percentage point. By one percentage point. And they're in the wild card. And the Yankees are going for the sweep tomorrow with, oh, oh crap, it's Andrew Heaney on the mound. Ah, son of a bitch. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, who's I don't know why he's getting, I don't know why he's getting another start. It's, um, I know there's probably like a body situation. It's like no one else is available because they had the double header today and then they just got two guys back off the COVID list. But I'm sorry. We've all seen enough of Andrew Heaney. Watch him go out there and pitch six shutout innings tomorrow. But, but really, like, Enough with the Andrew Heaney experiment, experience. Uh, four home runs. For the you Red just Sox. spill your red wine? I did. That's <laughs> just <laughs> what you, you deserve. <laughs> my finger stuck to the glass and it just like kept going. That was not. That You're was wearing not a, a good white situation. shirt too. It's dangerous all around. I'm not worried about the white shirt. The, uh, the, hold on. I'm, I'm looking up um, who's pitching tomorrow night because I'm wondering if. So we got Heaney versus Pavetta. Okay. Look, this is this is lining up for the Bizarro Yankees to sweep. That's what this is lining up for. Because in every situation in the first half of the season, Yankees, if they take the first two, they ought to, they lose the third one, no doubt. Mm-hmm. We have one of the worst pitchers in baseball, Andrew Heaney, at minimum three home runs given up, going for the sweep at home against a guy who's had some mild success this year. Feels like it should be an easy loss, which means they're going to sweep and win. <laughs> I guess the last thing that we should mention is that freaking awesome play by Peralta on the oh line drive back off of him. That that ball lined off of him and it, it bounced towards the line. I'm like, there's no chance it's going to be what would, would that have been one run in and uh, and first and second, and he just fires a runner on third. Yeah, yeah. So one run in and it would have been first and second, and he just fires. I was like, that's a damn good play by Peralta. That fired me up. First of all, Luis Luis Heel. I keep wanting to say Gil, but it's not. It's Heel. In the you know, watching him 
uh, react to Wandy Peralta's getting out of it is just amazing. It gets it gets it gets uh, as uh, as J Lo would say on um, on American Idol the goosies on my arms because the guy is just like hold on a minute why are you quoting j-lo from american idol (laughs) i'm just trying to rub some salt in the wound for a-rod really it's just a-rod hate actually just be bringing up j-lo that's that's just what i'm doing but what when i see that guy just pure pure raw like youthful emotion on the side just fired up i mean this guy giving a big hug peralta goes in for the handshake at the end he goes in for like the dap and and he'll just gives him this giant He's hug. Like, no, 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 no. We're, we're all vaccinated. We're doing hugs. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Come on. I don't care if we're vaccinated. Let's go. Bring it in. And and just gives him this this uh, this. Bit. He's just he's got electric energy. I said it the first time he threw. Um, he remind he does remind me of of like a young Luis Severino. It reminds me of the of the three years that we've missed of Luis Severino. Who you see the news who, on him yesterday? Today? Got an MRI, and we still don't know. No, they're uh, sending it for a second opinion. That's second not, opinion. That's not awesome. Good. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he. I mean, look, that means the first opinion the guy was like, yeah, "This doesn't look so great," and they're like, "We got to get a second opinion on this." No one or, goes, or no, or it's no. like the MRI was clean, but there's still something that's that doesn't feel right. So why is that? The MRI was clean. Let's go to another guy. Maybe he could see something. Is it good either way? Well, the second scenario is better than the first scenario. <laughs> you know, maybe the maybe the second guy also sees nothing, and they maybe he just had a dead arm or something. You know, funny bone. Who knows? Could have been, could have been weird. No, it's not good. <clears throat> but Luis Heel feels feels like uh, feels like that energy for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's downright just a lot of fun to watch the team right now, and it was just so unfun to watch the team before, basically before the trade deadline. So. Um, yeah, they're it's amazing in, how fast that changed. It it happened so fast. Uh, yeah, I mean the Red Sox certainly had to collapse a little bit for them to catch them this quickly. But credit to the Yankees for playing their asses off for three straight weeks. It, they basically did the opposite. The, the Yankees won basically as many games as the Red Sox lost over the past uh, x number of x number of weeks. So let's call it fourteen days. <laughs> Do you know who's uh, who's been the best hitter in on the Yankees in the last fourteen days? Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade. Five hundred on base. X factor. X factor. There you go. Aaron Judge has been pretty good in those in that two weeks span. Yeah, he's been all right too. Brett Carter's been all too. right too. Brett Carter's been phenomenal on defense. Another good defensive play tonight. Uh, keeping that ball in front of him, um, and uh, he he was just, he's just been so good in the field. He really has. And this is what this is something one of the pieces that like in theory I know they only scored two runs in the second game, but you just need a you need good defense in center field more than you need any bat coming from that player. I like I I kind of don't care what they do offensively. I need I need a strong defender up the middle. That's that's the biggest. If if we're not going for the best lineup and putting either Judge or Gallo in center, and we have um, a guy like Gardner or. Uh, you know, whoever is 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 playing in there on that given day, it's just got to be phenomenal defense, and that's it. They don't really need to produce with the bat. It just it doesn't need to come from every single spot in the lineup. Brett Gardner is enough. He absolutely is enough uh, for for them in center field, and he'll be a good. I think he's going to still get a lot of regular playing time when Rizzo comes back. I think they're going to try and get Voit's bat in the lineup because he's starting to hit a little bit. And so I think you're going to get Voight, DH, Stanton, left, Judge, right. No, no, no. It would be 
what, would they, what actually would they do? Would they do Stanton center, judge? Stanton center. I mean, no, sorry, sorry. Be... Stanton right, judge center, Gallo left. Would that be the alignment? Yeah. Yeah, or they could put they could put Stanton in left, uh, Judge in right, and Gallo in center because Gallo's played center field a but number. Of has times. he played? I feel like Judge has played center more rec- like on the Yankees for the before. Yankees. Yes, but he played with the he played with the Rangers. He played center. But has Gallo well. played center with the Yankees yet? I don't think he has. I think they've. they've um, I think there was an appearance out there. I feel like I've seen him in there, but I could be wrong. Either yeah. way, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah, because center field at Yankee Stadium is like, you know, it's not not that serious. Uh. Well, it's and pretty, Gallo it's has pretty big. There. The left center field gaps pretty. Big. I think left and center at Yankee Stadium is are pretty difficult as far as coverage range that you have to have. That's fine, but I think right field. I mean, covers some of those gaps too. Oh, can, oh, yeah, yeah. Angles. So it, I, I and don't like for example at Fenway Park, it's center, ranging to, towards left field. At Fenway Park, right field is the hardest. Uh, center field's actually easier than right field at Fenway Park because right field is just so massive at Fenway. Yeah, but center field is tricky as shit there too. It's There's tricky. So whack, left field and center field are tricky because of the wall. The whole stadium's the whole weird. Le- the whole outfield is just yeah weird. All right, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. We will be back with a Friday fives, but we just figured we had to get on and record and react because pretty excited that the Yankees have actually passed the Red Sox, even if it might only be for a few hours. Because who knows what happens with Ant freaking Heaney on the mound? Talk to you guys on Friday. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.